welcome to episode 27 of Highway 555. My name is Raquel. I hope you're all having a wonderful start to your week. And actually, has anybody else like not been sleeping well at all lately? I mean, because oh my god, I, I don't know. I've just been like having really restless sleep and waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to fall back asleep and stuff. I mean, I woke up this morning at like 4 a.m. And no matter how hard I tried, I could not go back to sleep. I was, I was still tired enough, but I just, I don't know. I just, I literally could not get in that sleep mode. So finally I just said, fuck it. And I got up and went to the gym and I actually had a really great workout. So it was definitely aligned for me to get up that early and go. Um, but then also, Ooh, actually when I got back from the gym, I was on TikTok and I found, um, the Schumann residence reading for last night and today. And Oh my gosh, it, it just totally, I don't know. It just really helped me make sense of everything. (laughs) like my sleeping habits and some other like random shit that's happened in the last couple of days. Um, but if you don't know what the Schumann resonance is, uh, Google it or search it on TikTok because there are some really informative videos on there, but it's literally mind blowing and I love it so much. You know me though. I kind of nerd out about energy readings and whatnot. This is like an actual like physical reading of the earth's frequency that's like a super, 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 super basic description of it. So yeah, spend your own time researching that. It would be really fun to have a guest speaker on to educate us a little bit more about that. I will have to figure that out. I'd like to get somebody on here for that. Anyway. Okay. Let's see. My weekly viewpoint would probably be, hmm. Ooh, yes. Okay. I got a little backpack pet carrier for my cat, Floki, and a little harness and leash so I can, like, take him on walks and stuff with me. He actually really loves being outdoors, and I've always wanted to be that person who takes their cat, like, hiking with them and stuff. So, yay for making dreams a reality. (laughs) I can't wait to post photos and videos of him out in the forest and fields. He is like such a little hunter and I don't know, like just sometimes I see him in like a past life being like a panther and stuff and he's just like totally emanates his cousins and ancestors and stuff. It's just amazing. I love him so much. Um, But yeah, he... He didn't like the harness very much at first. I don't know if you guys saw the TikTok I posted of him wearing that. He was so dramatic. Um, But he's getting used to it little by little. I've been putting it on him for like an hour or two a day. And I honestly don't really like putting collars and leashes and stuff on my pets. Um, Just because I, I mean, I call them pets, but I I really do have like an energetic bond with him. Um, And I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like collars and all that are very, what's the word? Like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's just like, 
too much of like the ownership type of thing. And I don't really see myself as an owner of a cat. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, but as far as like taking him outside and stuff, having a harness, I feel like is like the safest way to have him outside and like take him, um, take him with me, like especially hiking and whatnot. So anyway, I've been putting it on him for like an hour or two a day and he, he's slowly been getting more used to it. And he actually really loved the backpack carrier. So that was like really good. I was worried that that would be something that he would just be like totally freaked out about like being inside of that. But I have been leaving it like open and like on the floor so he can kind of like explore it on his own. And yesterday he actually just like crawled in there and just like lay down. I was like, okay, easy. So, oh, and speaking, oh my God, speaking of Floki, sorry, you guys, I'm talking a lot about my cat in this episode, but so this morning when I woke up, right at like four o'clock or whatever, I was trying to fall back asleep. It wasn't working. And then I was finally like, okay, fuck it. I'll just start my day. And I like to do a lot of like breath work in the morning to just get me, you know, on a really good frequency. And I also give myself Reiki. And before I even literally got out of bed, I was still just like laying there and I started giving myself Reiki and Floki was sleeping next to me. And when I first started tapping into the Reiki energy and, and like placing my hands like on my heart space and like my solar plexus and stuff, I'm just like laying there giving myself Reiki. And he literally, I mean, he was like dead asleep. Okay. But then I started giving myself Reiki and he woke up, came over to my pillow and like laid on the pillow. And I kid you not, he literally put both of his paws like on my face, like both of his paws on my face. And I kind of like peeked, like opened one of my eyes and kind of like peeked at him and he had both of his eyes closed. I swear to God, you guys, it was, it. I don't know. It was just like unreal. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I wish I could have like taken a photo or video of it, but then I was like, no, this is like this is like our moment, you know? And I, I don't know. I gave myself Reiki for probably like 30, 40 minutes and he literally did not move the whole time. He just had both of his paws on my face. Like one was like on my cheek and one was like on my forehead and his little eyes were closed and we were just like giving ourselves Reiki or we were both giving me Reiki. I don't know. It was, it was just like, I don't know. It was just a phenomenal moment. (laughs) And he's such a little healer. I'm telling you, I was giving a friend of mine Reiki the other day. And after I finished like my session with her, she went and like laid on the couch and he just went and like laid next to her and was just like there for her, like holding space and stuff. And it was just amazing and beautiful. But yeah. And then after I finished giving myself Reiki, I like closed my session and he like opened his eyes and then like went like he didn't go like far away from me, but he just kind of like put some space between us and just curled up in a ball and went to sleep. And I was like, okay, but gosh, I, I love animals and I love my cat. And he is just, like I said, he's just a little healer on his own. (sighs) Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Um, oh, I am going to start doing a little extra something in my episodes. So one of my intentions for 2024 is to pull a card from a tarot or an oracle deck every week. And I thought it would be really fun to share what that card is and a little about it in each episode because I release an episode a week. 
I'm drawing a card of the week and I've been posting about it on um, my social medias and stuff and it's it's received it's been received really well and I just felt called to start sharing that in my episodes as well. So this week's card is transformation and I'm pulling it from the Sacred Destiny Oracle deck or I pulled it from the Sacred Destiny Oracle deck. Um I actually use this deck a lot in my Reiki sessions. Um clients really seem to love it. So I was just going to read a little bit about it from the little booklet that came with the deck. So first of all, just to give you guys a visual, the transformation card is of this beautiful butterfly and one wing is this beautiful blue and the other is like a yellowish green and there's a rose on the background of the photo and some like really pretty vine design around it. So the card description says, this is the time for change, reinvention, or a rebirth into a new way of being. If you've been plodding along, this card suggests that you take measures now to shift everything. Don't resist change. The blue color on the butterfly suggests a spiritual renewal or initiation. Transformation doesn't mean taking something old and remodeling it. It means becoming something completely different. Change is often uncomfortable, but it is usually for the highest good. And I thought this card was so perfect because on this coming Thursday, January 11th, so it's 111, angel number 111, um, it's the new moon in Capricorn. And new moon in Capricorn is literally about transformation. And obviously, like at the start of this new year, 2024, and just like having those intentions for what you're wanting this year to be about, like transformation is like the theme, right? And so like, yeah, I pulled this card on Sunday and then somebody, actually I had quite a few people comment on it when I posted it on like my Facebook and Instagram and stuff. People were like, oh my God, like transformation that's been like coming up in my life a lot lately, this and that. And then I was, um, putting together material for the Moonlit Collective, my women's new moon circle that I'm actually holding on Sunday. So it's it's going to be a couple days after the new moon, but I was, like I said, I was already like putting together material for it and going deeper into the meaning of what the new moon in Capricorn means and signifies. And it's literally about transformation. So I was like, oh my God, alignment, full circle. It was beautiful. So anyway, I hope that resonates with you. And I'm excited to start doing this little extra tidbit in my episodes with the card of the week. So in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the benefits of reading books. So if you know me at all, you know that I am not only a writer, but I am also an avid reader. I've been reading since like the age of like three. And I actually, actually, yeah, I haven't finished tallying up how many books I read last year, but an intention that I set for 2024 is to read at the very least 52 books. So one a week. And I'm honestly pretty sure I'll beat that goal. (laughs) I, I've been known to read like, especially like thrillers. Those are like thrillers and like true crime, psychological type shit. Like those are my favorite. And I read one last year in like two days. Um, But yeah, so I know that I can read more (laughs) than 52, but that's just, that's the least amount that I want to read this year. Um, So yeah, anyway, in this episode, I wanted to touch on 
benefits of reading books and I narrowed it down to eight that I have personally experienced. So yeah, let's dive into it. Starting off with probably the most obvious benefit, number one, is just acquiring knowledge, right? So there are books on literally every subject and the more knowledge you have, the more powerful you are, right? Because even if you were to lose like every physical thing that you own, nothing and nobody can take away your wisdom and your knowledge, your street smarts, you know, like whatever you choose to fill your head with, nobody's able to take that away. And words and writing and reading is literally the biggest factor that separates us from like any other living creature on this planet. Like being able to communicate and learn through the written word is a gift. And the more you utilize it, the more knowledge and doors of opportunity and whatnot like will open based on your dedication to this gift, right? Learning how to read, learning how to write and and utilizing it in different ways. Like I said, there are books on literally every subject. Like if you want to learn about, you know, fucking car mechanics and shit, like, yeah, you can learn hands on, but there are a lot of like books and things that you can study and read about. Um, same with, I mean, literally anything. I mean, for me personally, like I'm thinking of like novels and stuff, but I also do love reading books on like self growth, spirituality, healing. Like there are so many different avenues and like people you can learn from who have written books, like written down their knowledge to share with others. And it's just, it's endless, right? So acquiring knowledge is like number one. And like I said, that's probably like the most obvious benefit, <laughs> like learning. <laughs> um, but I also like, I don't know, people, I, I've, I've heard people complain and these are people that obviously don't like reading. Um, but people have complained about reading because they have like a bad relationship with it because like in school or whatever, it was more of like a chore. It was like, oh, I have to read, you know, this for homework or I have to do my homework and it entails a lot of reading or, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't know. Personally, for me, like I never, I never had any negative feelings towards reading like reading was my thing like was my subject I <laughs> I remember my parents like grounding me one time like disciplining me and like they like took away like a library book or whatever or like my library book privileges or whatever instead of like you know how parents do like tv like okay no tv for a week my parents would be like okay you can't go to the library for a week and I would just like lose my mind because books were like everything to me and I grew up in a really small town and we had a tiny little library and I kid you not by the time I was like 16 um the librarian was like you know what I'm pretty sure you've read every single book in like my young adult fiction section and I was like are you serious I I was just I almost lived at the library <laughs> and I don't know to me it was like the opposite like I feel like like I said a lot of people complain about reading and how reading was like so big in their school right and like part of homework and stuff and yeah it was for me too but I actually enjoyed it like I actually loved it and I think a lot of people had the opposite um just the opposite experience with reading they they considered it a chore and whatnot but it really is such a powerful tool that 
you can glean so much knowledge from. And when you look at it in the sense of a gift, right? When you look at it and like, oh my God, I have the ability to read. Like I can actually understand what I'm reading. I can comprehend, you know, what I'm being taught and learning and whatnot. It it totally changes your perspective and it totally changes your viewpoint on on what you're reading and how you're reading and what it's doing for you, like what, how it's benefiting you. Right. So I really hope anybody who has like a negative experience or a negative mindset on reading, I really hope this episode can help you. I don't know, just like maybe think of it in a new way or maybe give it a try. And, and I mean, there are different types of books too. Like I literally just had this I literally just had this picture of like a guy listening to this and he usually reads like or he's really into like video games or something but there are really cool like comic books and shit that you can check out like it's something that you can still read but it could be a little bit more animated for you I guess if you're more of like a visual person so maybe check out some comic books I don't know who you are I don't know who this message is for but there you go anyway okay so number two um, reading aids in memory improvement. Okay. So especially with fiction, right. Especially with novels, needing to remember details and, um, following like character development and clues and little rabbit trails and all that exercising your brain to pay attention to these and to also remember them throughout reading the book is a super huge benefit. And I don't know if you knew this, but reading at least 20 minutes a day can improve your concentration and ability to focus. And this is a skill set that follows you off the page and like into your 3D reality, because even though you aren't reading words, right, you are reading your surroundings, right? Like the saying goes, reading the room, you know, you're reading, you're picking up on, you're aware of what's going on nearby and paying attention to all of it. And reading a book hones that skill even more, right? Because not only, not only are you reading words, so you're reading like black and white, but you are triggering your imagination and your own inner visualization to the point where it's, you're exercising a part of your brain that when you come back to the 3D reality and you're actually like looking around like your physical reality, you're going to be able to pick up more things just because that part of your brain that's been paying attention to black and white detail is now picking up so much more. Does that make sense? I hope I explained that correctly. Um, But that also leads me into my next point. So number three, reading benefits your critical thinking. Okay. So for example, have you ever read a thriller or a murder mystery and you were able to solve it like before the end of the book, like before the author meant for you (laughs) to solve it. This is because you exercised the critical and analytical side of your brain and it came into play for your reading needs. And honestly, again, again, this affects more than just your time spent reading Like it literally leaks out into your reality by helping you navigate things from a logical and analytical viewpoint. Like, I don't know, like work situations, relationships, 
moments of stress and pressure, last minute decision making, and also like leadership roles. Okay. Those are just to name a few. But again, going back to um, my, my last point about like remembering details and paying attention and like reading the room and whatnot, all of those all of those parts of your brain, that muscle memory, that um, paying attention, that critical thinking, those are all improved from reading. Like literally, if you feel that you don't pay attention to your surroundings or you feel that you don't um, make really good like split decisions or I don't know, you, you have a bad memory, like you don't remember names really well, you don't remember circumstances or whatever, literally try reading a novel. Okay. And watch how your brain starts waking up because it's being forced to, it's being forced to exercise parts that aren't, you don't normally use. And I'm not saying that you like never pay attention to your surroundings, but like, if that's something that you want to improve, I can like, I don't want to say 100% guarantee you because like I know everybody's different. Um but like 99% guarantee you that reading will help that development in your brain. And then number 4, so reading improves your grammar, vocabulary and your writing skills. Whether or not you consider yourself a writer or not, don't shut me out just because I said that. Um but when you read and and depending on what you're reading, if it's, like I said, if it's a novel, if it's like a self-help book, if it's, I mean, fuck, if it's like a, like a college educational English book, I don't know, whatever. But observing the different styles of writing and different styles of authors and different genres and all the things, you also are learning how to spell you're just, I don't know, like you're, you're learning as you go, you know, and the more you read and the more diverse of, of genres and of topics and of, you know, writing styles and everything, um, you, you just pick up different techniques and different words and grammar and vocabulary and punctuation. That's a huge thing. Um, I learned, I mean, gosh, like I said, I was right. I was reading since I was like three, I started writing like short stories when I was like five and a, a big part of writing came from just like reading and putting random words together. I didn't even, sometimes I didn't even know what I was writing. I was just like copying words that I'd seen. Right. And then as I grew and learned more and read more and wrote more, it started making more sense to me. And I started picking up words and vocabulary and like using them in like everyday conversation and my parents would be like where did you hear that word from and I'm like oh it's from this book that I read and I'm like you know this six-year-old talking like I'm in college <laughs> like just crazy shit like that but it's just it's just like a whole new world that you can learn from through black and white pages so okay so the next point um number 5 is a change of pace like reading is a change of pace specifically for your eyes okay so obviously in today's world in today's society 
we are pretty glued to our screens, um, phones, TVs, computer, and it's a different, um, it's a different way of using our eyes. Okay. I don't remember where I heard this. I feel like it was like a Ted talk or something. Um, this like eye doctor was explaining the different muscles in our eyes that we use for when we look at a screen versus when we look at paper. And I don't want to get into that too much because I'm probably going to like butcher his metaphors and whatnot, but look it up. I feel like it was a TED talk. I don't know. Maybe just like look it up on YouTube or something. But anyway, the way he explained it was so enlightening. And I was like, oh my God, like literally my eyes, these little balls in my head have to use different muscles depending on like what I'm reading. And I mean, obviously it makes sense because, you know, your eyes like dilate, right? With like different light and like some people are farsighted, some people are nearsighted, this and that. But when it comes to actually like reading, I don't know, like you're looking at the same letters and words and whatnot, but your eyes have to use different muscles in order to actually see on a screen versus on paper. Anyway, I don't know if I'm explaining it or saying it as exciting as this eye doctor was saying it, but it just, it was really like enlightening. I was going to say eye opening, but anyway, so yeah, it's a change of pace for your eyes and the types of muscles that you're using. It gives your eyes a rest from looking at a bright computer screen and versus, you know, um, based, I mean, a matte colored page with black letters and words on it. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe this without sounding weird, but that's a vis- visualization for you. Um, which leads me into my next point. Number six, I think I'm on. Yeah. So your body relaxes while reading, but your brain is exercising. Okay. So this is why a lot of people recommend that you read before going to sleep. And I guess I'm kind of tying both of these points in, but okay. I digress. So you relax your body while exercising your brain when you read. And this is because your, your body, obviously you can't be like super mobile. I mean, unless you're, unless you're like on like a treadmill or something and you're like trying to read. I can't, I wouldn't be able to do that. But anyway, usually in a perfect world or in my, in my world, I'm usually cozied up, you know, with like a cup of mushroom coffee and my cozy blankets and pillows and my cat and a good book, you know, and I'm like relaxed. I'm comfortable. I'm just at peace. Right. And I'm sitting still, but my brain is just on full throttle. Like I am deep in this book. Like I'm, like I said, I'm huge into like psychological thrillers and like murder mysteries and all that shit. And no matter how still and relaxed my body is, like literally the only thing I'm doing is like holding my book, right? And like my cup of coffee, but my brain is going hundred miles an hour, I am completely engrossed in what I'm reading. I am in love with these characters. I'm trying to figure out 
who killed who and why and you know what the motive is and who's on the right path and especially if I'm reading like novels in first person those are like my absolute favorite because you just feel like at one with the main character right because you're reading from their point of view and etc etc so like your brain is going crazy while your body is just relaxed and it's I don't know to me it's like a form of meditation honestly because a lot of people talk about how you know meditation is like sitting still and not thinking about anything and just focusing on your breath work and all that and that's amazing like I 100% am for that and I practice that like every day but for me reading is also a type of meditation because my body is relaxed and I I feel like I'm not even in my body like I feel like I'm just like in the pages of this book I'm like I'm in a whole different world and I don't know it's just it's such a therapeutic way of grounding and like reconnecting to myself and well myself and also (laughs) what I'm reading (laughs) so like you know the author and their style and their work and their art like like books are art they're beautiful and you 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 get inside the mind of this creative genius who put together these letters and these words to make this story and this book. And, you know, when you think about the time and the effort that that a person put into creating it, it also gives you, you know, more admiration for them. And then you're also like in love with their work and then in love with them, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, reading is just phenomenal. Um, this, let's see, well, this, yeah, this kind of goes into my next point, which is about reading before going to sleep. Um, I have been doing that for literally years. Like I, my favorite time to read is right before bed. Um, you also, and this is like a scientific fact, but if you like study, or read or try to memorize things right before going to sleep. I don't remember what the percentage is or whatever, but nine times out of 10, you're going to have, you're going to be able to like, um, shit, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to be able to like remember and actually like memorize that because your brain is going to, your subconscious is going to keep thinking about that even after your physical self is asleep. Does that make sense? Um, God, I can't think of the word. Sorry, guys. I'm tired. I've been up since four o'clock. <laughs> um, God, this is going to bug me. Anyway, it's probably going to come to me before I finish the episode. Anyway, so yeah, read before you go to bed. Number one, it helps relax your eyes, right? Number two, your body is starting to relax. You're exercising your brain, but like in a good way. And then you're able to just, again, with that meditative state, for me, at least, that's how that works for me. I just get to this point where I'm just like so zoned out and then I can just like turn off my lights and fall asleep wonderfully. And then let's see, my last point is reading improves your level of awareness. And yes, this kind of ties into the whole like reading your surroundings, paying attention to detail and whatnot, but and especially with reading novels and fiction, right? So 
when you read when you read books about other people's lives and well I guess biographies count too um when you read books about other people's lives and like learn about others and you know in a way experience what they experienced and whatnot we get a sense of empathy for them right and reading has been known to increase people's empathy feeling what characters are feeling um especially in first person narration because like like I said that's like my favorite because you are reading it from the main character's point of view you know and the way the character pays attention to things may be different than how you would pay attention to things but as you're reading it you're like oh I never thought to you know look at a person's eyes and notice what color they are or notice a person's hand or like you know like things like that that the first person character of the book that you're reading does and you you take that and you take it you know away from your reading experience and you implement it in your 3d reality and I don't know like I've done that with so many things I I think one of them one of the biggest ones is how I pay um, compliments like how I how I tell people like something that I notice about them usually and I don't give compliments very easily but when I do I always try to be really specific to that person and it's because a long long time ago probably when I was like in middle school I read a book about a woman um well it wasn't about her but there was a woman in the book and she was talking about how compliments you never know like how it can affect someone how it like how much it can mean to someone and she said how whenever she paid a compliment to someone she always did it she always did it in a way to where she would compliment something uniquely about them like that nobody else would have and ever since then ever since I read that I was like okay every time I give somebody a compliment I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it in a way that will only relate to them and in the same way, when somebody pays me a compliment that's really unique and specific to me, I'm like, oh my God, like I will remember that till the day I die. <laughs> because it's like, it's not something that you know that they're just telling everybody. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of like an example. Um, Hold up. Let me see. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's a good one. So my, um, my nail lady, my nail technician, I call her my nail lady. The first time I went and like got my nails done by her, she told me that I have very symmetrical fingernails. And she's like, oh my God, like I don't have to like, you know, trim the, the nail to like fit you. And like, you know, cause I like having like square tip nails and she's like, oh my God, like I don't even have to like, like fit them to you. I, li- I can literally just like glue them straight on or whatever. And she's like, you have really symmetrical fingernails. I love them. And I was like, oh my God, thanks. And to this day, I think I like I remember that and every time I look at my nails I'm like oh my god like Lydia said that they're so symmetrical and perfect (laughs) and that's a unique compliment you know and I don't know I I'm trying to think of other examples of like things that I've said to other people I do notice a lot of people's like um, facial features and I think part of that has been yes from reading especially I love when authors are like super descriptive of what their characters look like um And I don't know, I just, I have a really good imagination and um, visualization, but I pay attention to people's features a lot. Like I love looking at people's 
cheekbones and jawlines and their nose and how their eyes are shaped and the, you know, the shape of their lips and the color of their eyes and their eyebrows. And like, I, I will like look, I will really see someone, you know what I mean? And I, I also draw portraits or actually I haven't in a while, but I taught like a portrait drawing class and you really have to take apart the facial features and then fit them all together. And everybody has such unique features that now when I look at somebody, I feel like I just really see them and I like see each individual feature, not just their whole face. Um, but reading books, reading about characters and like how authors describe different characters and stuff that has also helped me, you know, pick out features on people's faces when I meet them and Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling about that, but I hope you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, Reading just, reading helps your level of awareness and it makes you more aware of certain things in your everyday life that you may not have been as aware of until you read a book. (laughs) Anyway, so to wrap this episode up, um, you got to satisfy the nerds with some scientific study results and numbers. <laughs> so I have two, um, two or three main ones. So one that I have always found really fascinating is that research has shown that people who read for pleasure, like people who actually like look forward to reading and who always have a book by them and who, you know, will choose a book over a movie and that type of stuff. Um, those people have a very high level of self-confidence. And I mean, that alone should be a huge green flag for you. I mean, if you're struggling with self-confidence, self-assurance, self-esteem, pick up a good book and like enjoy reading it. (laughs) Also, adults who read three and a half hours or more a week can expect to most likely have a longer lifespan than those who do not. The reason for this is because reading helps connect brain cells and the certain brain cells that reading triggers is they're they're basically like the cells that work the hardest to boost the nervous system and like to keep the nervous system alive basically. And when those brain cells aren't stimulated, the nervous system will basically slowly die. And that's where like your memory, your, um, what's the word? Like retent, is it retention of information? Like how retain, how you retain information, um, how you, again, pay attention to details, your analytical, your logical sides of your brain, like those are stimulated when you read. And if those certain parts of your brain are not stimulated, those are like the first ones that are going to go. So there you go. And if those aren't reasons enough for you to start reading, then I don't know what is. But anyway, yeah, we're, what is it? Nine days into 2024. I finished the first book of 2024 in like six days, I think. I'm on my second book. I'm almost done with it. So I, yeah, like I said, I feel like I'll probably beat the 52 
book goal for the year. <laughs> I have to go to the library actually tomorrow and get a bunch of new books. Oh, I'm actually putting um a little like suggestion box in this episode for you guys to recommend books for me to read. I did it on my Facebook and on my Instagram. I am down to hear suggestions from you guys too. Any type of book really, but like I said, I I do really, really love thrillers, um, psychological, murder mystery, true crime, um, and then also just like spiritual, metaphysical, self-growth, healing, etc. So give me all the recommendations and it's, you know, still early in the new year. So if you want to hop on the reading train and challenge yourself to read more, um, I mean, obviously like be gentle with yourself. Like don't like jump into it and be like, okay, I'm going to read this like 500 page book in like a week. Um, but you know, figure out, figure out what would pique your interest, like figure out what type of book like if that's for the guy that I was talking to earlier who um, is more of a video game nerd, but maybe you'd be open to reading a comic book. Like that's still reading. Um, if that's something you'd be interested in, like find a comic book store or go to Goodwill. Like sometimes they have really good comics there. Go to the library. Um, you know, you don't even have to spend money on buying a book. You can just rent one from the library. Um, or if, you know, I don't know, find a topic that you're interested in. That's always a good thing. Like, obviously you want to enjoy what you're reading. So if you want to read about your, you know, favorite musician's life, like maybe they have a biography or an autobiography, or if you're interested in like filmmaking or God, there are literally so many different types of books and there's a book about anything and everything. So what is something that you're passionate about? What is something that you're super interested in? Um, and it could be, you know, for educational purposes or just for fun or both, whatever, but find something that you want to read about and would enjoy sitting down with a book and reading and make it fun, make it fun. Like, like I said, for me, my perfect reading scenario is curled up in a cozy blanket with my cat and (sighs) candles and maybe some background music or just some like white noise, whatever, like make, make it, make it a perfect time for you and then start reading and see, see where it takes you and be gentle with yourself. Like if you, if you've ever had difficulty reading or staying, um, focused or paying attention to what you're reading. Maybe you have to reread a couple sections every once in a while to really like retain it. That's fine. Like there's literally no wrong way to read. (laughs) So, So just take time to make it fun and interesting. And I hope you'll, you'll fall in love with it. And I hope that this year would, this year will be that year for you to actually start picking up books and learning and reading and having that outlet of just meditating and getting lost in black and white pages. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. You've been listening to Highway Triple Five. My name is Raquel. I will talk to you next time. (laughs) 